Hey, Scaredy Cats, it's the Dave Saw. Um, we got a special request for you guys today. I'm hoping that you could hop on um, iTunes and leave us a star review if you're enjoying what you're hearing on the podcast. Uh, it just makes us a little more accessible. Um, people get to see it a little more and um, maybe maybe lets them know what we're really all about. It'd be really helpful, um, but obviously you don't have to if you are lazy and mean. Do it. Killers, demons, ghosts outside Screaming you can run but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside Alright, so we're one week into the month now uh, How's your 31 Days of Horror going? 31 Days of Horror <laughs> Nice um, It's going terribly, how about yours? Um, not so, not so hot. <laughs> We're busy people. It's, I mean, Scaredy Cats, maybe you're dealing with this too. It's hard to try to cram in a movie a day for the entire month. Yeah. Scaredy Cats, let us know your strategies for somehow watching a goddamn <laughs> movie every day of a month. I don't know how you do it. And I mean, we podcast about watching movies. Yeah. And I don't know how to throw in a bunch of extra movies into my, into my life. Where, where is the time? Yeah. So I've watched two. I, I have also watched two. Mm. So, I mean, on and on this pace, we should just maybe, instead of doing 31 days of horror, do eight eight days of horror, 10 days of horror? Right, let's go for 10. All right. Hashtag 10 days of horror, everyone. <laughs> this is for all of you who feel a little left out by the hashtag 31 days of horror, because you know that you have a busy life. Sure. You know, you've got kids, you've got a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Tune in next week for when uh, we switch it again to five days of horror. <laughs> 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 it ends up just being two days yeah. before well do, yeah. we, do we count the ones that we're watching together or is it just efforts outside of the podcast well all right we're now beholden to like all the things that we said previously and so um if it's the ones that we do in the podcast those are going against our themes right mm. theoretically yes yes that's true so unless we can fit some in maybe we'll do one for one of my theme one of your theme Okay. At yeah. some point. The the, end of the month. That's a good idea. Yeah. And then we'll just, we tried. Text Chris Dave saw as a person <laughs> did its best job. Yeah. In a few weeks, we'll just be like, oh yeah, 10 days of horror, but collectively. <laughs> five for me, five for you. Collectively and including the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what matters is the effort. What matters is it's October and it's a good time yes. to, if you can fit it in, watch as many horror movies yeah. as you can. Just participate in horror in October. That's, that's yeah. sort of what we're trying to yeah encourage yeah. so remind us of your theme and then give us a report back on the two movies that you watched okay so as everyone knows my theme was versus movies uh, <laughs> and um as i listened back to that on the bus like i know this is not a great story for the listeners but i just i laughed so hard about just versus movies and like what ones i could potentially do and looking through lists there are so fucking many ridiculous ones i think i've sent you, you a sent couple a ridiculous that list. have popped up since we recorded yeah. that episode yeah yeah is it like ninja versus north korea, north korea. <laughs> <laughs> that is a movie that someone made that someone came up with the idea and got a crew to show up and actors <laughs> yeah and the little image that you sent of that like that ninja star in that guy's head yeah. <laughs> so good um but no i bailed on that obvi- for obvious reasons scaredy cats um and went with my original suggestion of sci-fi horror mm-hmm. and so far i have watched cabin in the woods and uh alien covenant so one rewatch and uh one new watch. one new yeah yeah and uh, what'd you think of those ones you've been looking forward to seeing alien covenant for a while now <clears throat> yes uh alien covenant was a lot of fun 
for people who like xenomorphs and seeing them and seeing what they do and getting a little taste of that. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was, as a movie, it was terrible. It was terrible. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. That doesn't really sound like me. Like, even as it comes out of my mouth now, that's just not how I take to those types of movies. Right. And I loved Prometheus in comparison. Like, it was engaging and a story that I could watch. This one, it was, the uh, you know, the two fast benders. Yeah. You know, you know, it's like, you could tell what's going to happen right from the beginning. And the only thing that was enjoyable was watching these super quick little, little xenomorphs appear and get a couple kills, but they didn't even like have any, any alien buildup to the, any kills. Like the longest buildup that there was is, you know, somebody hears a sound, turns around and there it is. Right. You know, like it was, so not enough tension for an alien movie, more just straight to the bloodbath. Yeah, and then, I don't know, there's like eight, six to eight kills. Like, there's not a lot for that movie to stand on. And as much as I love, like you said, once every, I'll watch every space movie. Yeah. Um, I love aliens, and especially ones that, you know, look really good, and and they certainly did look very good. Right. Um, but yeah. I was bored. I was bored. Yeah, to me, it just kind of felt like the second half of Prometheus. I did, I did like it, maybe more, maybe more than you did. But I didn't have giant expectations plot wise. I just thought because mm. I went in with the warning that everyone's been giving that it's just mostly exposition, um, and I guess for me that worked because while there wasn't even like an insane amount of exposition, like it's just kind of a slow no. story. Um, I do enjoy this world, and I do enjoy those creatures, and I do yeah. enjoy Michael Fassbender. So I, I could take it in. I enjoyed watching it. And I enjoyed watching the Slaughter Fest whenever those little motherfuckers would yeah. just explode out of nowhere. The I, weird spores that would come inside the blood veins. I liked the how the spores appeared and mm-hmm. how like there were no animals on the whole planet because the aliens wiped them out. Mm-hmm. Turned into just They just turn into spores and yeah. you step on them, breathe them in, or they go in through your ear or whatever. Like Yeah. I like that a lot. It's cool. It, they start from like a dust and they turn into a you know big drooling death machine by in the end like of it. In like 10 minutes yeah. or something insane. It's That's cool. That's great. And I mean, it was awesome also to see them on the ground and not in a ship, you know, like running through the grass and the yes. cornfields and shit. Oh, was, yeah, yeah. It reminded me of um, Jurassic Park 2. Is that it with yeah. the raptors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, totally yeah. right. Um, it reminded me of Signs. Yeah. 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 Um, and those were cool. That was the best part, of course, seeing aliens yeah. in any of their forms is great. But I mean, nothing other than it happened. It's just a bunch of people who are destined to die. And you knew that um, the fast bender who was yeah. David, you know, you knew he was just like obsessed. And yeah, no, there was not, nothing really original. No. It's just it's for the fans. I yeah. think if you're a really huge fan of the series and you just want to watch another installment of it. Yeah. And it, it is very polished. Like it looks great. Yeah. Yeah, they they look pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like very CGI heavy. Like I would have liked to see a little bit more suits. Right. You know, because they still made the main like black xenomorph have the vague shape and like Yeah, that's played really by played it. by what's his face? The dude who did um Crooked Man and Oh the, yeah, yeah, him. Um yeah. I can't pronounce Can't remember his name, his name either, yeah. yeah. Um he's so great. Mhm. Uh and like, he was in I think he was in It as well. I think he played the painting, the painting woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's so a, he's just everywhere. He's just going to be in all the biggest horror movies. Yeah, he's just a very narrow, yeah, um, mannequin of a man. Yeah, yeah. He he's used um this birth deformity to a very lucrative career advantage. Yeah, yeah. and got to do something that he has loved. Yeah, he's really steered into yeah the way that he looks. It's awesome. Yeah, and he's great at it. So great, so great. Um, so yeah, my uh, so number two was Cabin in the Woods. Uh huh. And that was basically it's a 
11 out of 10. It's just the <laughs> best fucking movie ever. Yeah, it's been a while for me now, but I yeah, I love it so much. Saw yeah. it multiple times right when it came out. It's like it shows nothing. No 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 decay whatsoever. Awesome. It Good is to hear. So funny, like so creepy. Yeah. Great. Like we will do that sometime yeah. because oh, there's God, just yeah. so much we both have to say, I'm sure, about that movie. Yeah. And it's perfect, you know. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. So what are what are some other ones coming up that you you're hoping to include? Um, I want to do Planet of the Vampires. Mm-hmm. That's that's very important to me. Yeah. Um, uh, I would like to do Event Horizon, but I also need to do more that I haven't seen. You know, rather than just continue rewatching the ones that I. Yeah. Well, you I haven't love. seen Planet of the Vampires. That'll be a new yeah, one. So that's that's the the flagship new one of the next two that I'm going to watch. Yeah. And then I'm not totally sure what I'm going to land on. Yeah. There's a lot of those sci-fi horrors that. Um, you just kind of pass over the years and you don't realize that you haven't checked out yet. Yeah. Like Maybe. like for me, Pandorum was one of them. So I'm so glad right. we watched that yeah. about a year ago now. Um, Daybreakers is another one, I think. Yeah, I saw Daybreakers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you have seen that one? Yeah, I have. Okay. Seen. It's okay. Uh, right. I, di- I didn't mind it. I enjoyed it, I guess. Um, another one I was thinking of was uh, Cube. Nice. You haven't seen Cube? It's been a long time since okay. I've seen Cube. Okay, nice. Yeah. Excellent. So that one. And I mean, once you watch the first Cube, you'll probably just instantly put on Cube 2 cube yeah. three cube zero sure <laughs> you'll just fly through them that'll help yeah because i haven't seen those so that right. like it may be cube three is cube zero i believe i think there's just three of them right i'm not sure cube 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 squared and then cube zero or is it hypercube <laughs> they all they all blur, to, blur together for me pretty for sure, sure it's cube in the hood cube in the hood <laughs> cube in space uh so i've been watching uh italian horror movies yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, i started with two argento ones so this is where we get into slightly murkier Argento territory because, um, as people may remember, I binged through kind of the golden the age ones, ones yeah. yeah, from Deep Red up until Opera, which are the ones that are kind of universally acknowledged. And then when you go earlier than that, um, more hardcore genre fans do appreciate the earlier stuff. Less people appreciate some of the '90s stuff. I've started with the '90s stuff. Okay. All right. So I've watched like, um, get Trauma. Yeah. 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 I guess. And I am. I'm genuinely curious because there are some people that do respond well to them. So I watched Trauma, which is from '93, I believe, and The Stendhal Syndrome, which is from '96. And both of them star his daughter Asia Argento as the lead. And mm-hmm. both of them deal with um, kind of weird psych. No, both of them deal with psychological conditions in weird ways and make that kind of the centerpiece of the message that he's trying to bring across. So trauma, apparently the inspiration for it was he had um, like a niece who was dealing with anorexia. And when he was visiting one of his daughters to go to school in Boston, he saw a bunch of um, anorexic college girls Mm -hmm. and that kind of inspired this whole idea for a story. Um, The, the mom in the story is played by the mom from Carrie and she's in the faculty as well. Okay. Piper Laurie. So she's fantastic in it. And is this the murder yeah. weapon? This is trauma. The yeah. 93 one. Is it? It's Italian. Yeah. Italian. Language. No, no, no. So no, it's in English. English this one language. he filmed in okay. America. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, it was pretty good. I did like it. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a little, the murder weapon, the inspiration was, um, it was right when all these kind of all in one drills were being sold. Like, oh, this drill will do everything and it's portable and you don't have to worry about it. And Argento's like, can I make this into something that will uh, decapitate people? So he got like his props guy to make like a version of like a hand drill that had like a cord on it that you could just put around someone's head and then it would just pull itself in and pop a head right off. And that's kind of the murder. So it's a great murder weapon. There's awesome, weird decapitation scenes Mm. and a lot of like heads talking and breathing after they're cut off their bodies. Like so some. Uh. Yeah. 
but it, it is like a, it is a really great kind of ending and i do i do like it it's okay, not like nice. as amazing as um his best work but i would still put it above some of the other ones that i watched from his so-called golden age wow okay yeah Sweet. So, so maybe it's just a little closer to your sensibilities too like maybe that yeah well they're all they're all somewhat dreamlike and they're all mm-hmm. they're all like they all have great death scenes in it and uh, goblin was supposed to do the score for or i can't remember if goblin did the score for this one my mind automatically puts goblin like soundtracked in a lot of them yeah but no i did like trauma i thought it was a very good argento movie awesome and then stendhal syndrome i liked a little less um it's based on this weird psychosis condition that argento claims that he experienced when he was younger where a work of art is so hypnotizing to you that you just kind of go into the state of psychosis just from looking at a painting okay so that's kind of the premise and then <laughs> like the parks and rec episode with tom what is tom remind me he um they're they're trying to make a mural uh-huh. they're each doing their best to put like, oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mural, and tom just goes and buys art and uh it's just a bunch of colors and shapes mm-hmm. and then it like hypnotizes them that's i barely remember it that's hilarious <laughs> it's awesome yeah and so basically that's it a serial killer comes mm. a serial killer is stalking this main character who is a police detective who gets hypnotized by art and it's okay okay interestingly it was like one of the first italian movies to use cg so as a result like cg in 1996 is really bad uh-huh. and it's uncalled for in this movie and like at one point a character takes a pill and all of a sudden it shoots to the perspective of inside the throat and you see the pill going down the throat mm. and like the most cheesy windows 95 <laughs> graphics and you're like why why did you show this it's like you wanted to somehow include computer graphics in there at another point it's a little more interesting because a bullet goes through a mouth and you see like the inside of the mouth and the bullet traversing across the screen yeah. but totally pointless it's more like a filmmaker who just wants to incorporate new yeah. methods of filmmaking into his movie we can go anywhere with computers exactly yeah okay yeah <laughs> so that one didn't do it as well for me but yeah, it was, it was good to check out, and I'm glad to be filling in the gaps for Gentle Films. Nice. Yeah. All right. So we've each knocked out two. Yeah. All right. <laughs> two at, down. We're halfway to 31. Two down. Note to 10. Two down, eight to go eight each. Eight to go, but each. 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 <laughs> we'll make it. We'll, make we'll it. try our best. Yes. So um, to the task at hand, Christopher, mm-hmm. what are we watching today? Um. Yeah. Let's watch Martyrs. All right. Okay. All right, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> this is one that's been on like kind of best of lists since it came out, 2008, and I've just never gotten around to seeing it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's been a similar experience for you. You've seen the name floating around? Yeah, I've seen the name. Yep. Yeah. It's French, right? French-Canadian, and it does get lumped in with all those French New Extremity movies. Yeah, I saw that. Of those late, late, early oddies, early 20-teens. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're calling this decade? Uh, the oddies or the 20 teens yeah and the only and we haven't really done like a french new extremity movie on this podcast we watched they and talked about it separately yeah um, which i think is lumped in that lumped in that genre time. yeah and uh there it's like um raw is inspired by yes it. yeah yeah so that's kind of like a callback to this a callback movie. yeah yeah because yeah. that i think that movement kind of is noted to be ended around the like 2012 2013 that's when it's over I think so. I think all the biggest titles from it go up to about that point. So okay. Raw is, like you said, like a later That's edition. That, yeah. Maybe a synopsis. Do we have like a one-line summary of this one? Just to tease us before we put it on? Sure. I do have that. Here it is. This film was controversial upon its release, <laughs> receiving polarizing reviews from critics and has been associated with the French New Extremity movement. Nice. That's How about like a, a plot line? <laughs> plot line, log line. Uh, nope. A young woman's quest for revenge against the people who kidnapped and tormented her as a child leads her and a friend who is also a victim of child abuse on a terrifying journey into a living hell of depravity. 
Wow, what a great morning horror movie to watch. (laughs) A living hell of depravity. That sounds like a lovely thing to watch. Well, being part of this French new extremity movement or being lumped in with it, um, I just, I I feel like we're going to be in for a bit of a show, a bit of a splatterfest. Like, okay, so the French new extremity movement, um, I was trying to like research what to call it and what to Mm -hmm. expect from a movie like that. Um, Yeah. And it's just like such a diverse crop of movies that I don't, yeah, like any typology, it's going to be problematic to lump all of them perfectly into the same thing. But they appear to be linked. Here we are again, just talking naively yeah. about something. But well, yeah. that's what this is all about. We're learning. Well, if we're going to talk about it, we should do the very, at the very least, explain it in a rudimentary way. Exactly. So it's supposed to be um, very body horror based and not in terms yeah. of prosthetics or anything, but in terms of just Pe- a lot of blood. Yeah. Or people's bodies on their own being, I don't know, vulnerable right. and... That susceptible is something that was like reading into it. And those, yeah, those are words that we're seeing floating around. There's like um, a psychological element as well. Yeah, it's this like kind of emotional or um, yeah, like detachment from like what's happening on screen, like mm. the human element or the emotion is somewhat detached from. I don't know what's happening to these people. Right. So it's like it seems like more punishing violence versus I don't know, s- satisfying or motivated by something. Right. Uh, maybe. Maybe, maybe. This Great. Is, this yeah. is what I've been putting together. These I'm are the like... these are the vague impressions we're getting about this group of films. Um, yeah. So it's like then I guess as an audience member, without saying what these movies all share in common, but as an audience member, they they're jarring a lot of them. You know? Right. And yeah. yeah, I can't I can't help but feel it might be more a ge- like there will be some thematic links, but it might be predominantly just geographic. Like most these are just a bunch of movies that happen to emerge out of France. In the same at time. the same in the same kind of ten year window, uh, I think the biggest one that made yeah. its way over here was High Tension. Mm-hmm. Did okay. you see, you've seen that one? I haven't seen it, but I I know the title. Right. That's yeah, it, that's it. That's all I know. <laughs> no, I do. I haven't seen it since it came out, but I do remember liking mm-hmm. liking that one. Yeah, and it was yeah, it was very much a kind of body based, um, but also dealing with psychological trauma in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. even like my biggest expectation is splattery like, i think it's going to be i think there's going to be a lot of gore but that's what you think it's going to be like well, I, I think so i think that's the extreme so. in the french new extreme but Ext- we'll see hell yeah i hope so i All hope right. that's what it's about we'll see how these um how our expectations line up perfect let's do this would you like to have some coffee and watch a movie dude it's been a while right. let's do it cheers I feel like we should do some breathing exercises before. Yeah, that movie fills you with the bad kind of energy. <laughs> maybe the bean, it's kind of cold in here because the AC, maybe that's like just adding to it, but we're all coiled up and tight. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I don't want to do this. Oh my anymore. God. Oh my God, dude. I'm done. Holy shit. That's it. Oh my god! We watched Antichrist once. That would be lovely if we could watch something nice like that. I kept thinking of Antichrist when we were watching this and being like, "This why? Why does Antichrist get the title for like the most disturbing <laughs> things you'll see in a movie?" Yeah, man, I have never heard you like yelling at the TV. No, 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 no. That was that was punishing. Yes, it was punishing. Jeez, scaredy cats. Uh, and like, I haven't been I haven't been disturbed to the point of like mild delirium. Uh, since <laughs> I think like last one was Rosemary's baby when I saw that and I saw that pretty late, like I was 20 or something, but I remember it really, really, really fucked you up. Yeah. It, re- it really did fuck me up. 
And there was a point in this movie where like I was kind of losing it again. Like yeah. it was, I was disturbed to the point of losing my mind. And you're yelling at the screen, and <laughs> just like rolling around. Well, I place. think I was, if I was yelling, like I was in a better place. Oh, I was in a better place at that point because I could like consciously like, get it out, get that anger out. But like there were times where I would just like turn inward, and you just fell into like a horrific torture yeah. trance. How about you, man? Oh, that was horrible. I mean. <laughs> I was really, I, what was the point? It feels like the whole first part in the house was like 10 minutes compared to like the last part of the movie, but there's clearly a dividing line Yeah, between like once she gets thrown down in the basement. Yeah. Um, that, that point, you know, up until that, I was like, man, I can't wait to show people this movie. It's awesome. It's really, it's disturbing and it's super creepy and it's actually like really scary. And I was like, I was very, very disturbed even before that point, like before that dividing point. Yeah. Especially when the, when she gets the person the from captain. downstairs, upstairs yeah. and she starts like filleting her arm. Yeah. That's the that. point where you were yelling at the TV. Yeah. That was like the most, like I'm squirming here trying to talk about this. Yeah, movie. you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like all <clears throat> coiled up and like I said, full of the bad energy, you know? I like need to yeah. stand up and like bend over with my hands and on my face and just cry a little bit. Oh God. So at that point I thought this is a really fucking awesome movie. This is crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm going to show this to someone and it's going to blow their mind. Like mine has just been blown. And then no <laughs> movie part two starts. Even, yeah. Even before part two starts, I still was like, this is a very, very disturbing movie. Like I was I'm, like even pushing the envelope for you at that point. Absolutely. Yeah. At that point it was, yeah. Like up to that moment, it was still completely pushed. And it was completely disturbed. And the, the hysteria that I was talking about that like a, it really, really messed me up was before act two even. Really? Yeah. Up to that point. But I still... I totally agree with you. At that point, I'm like, this is this is an incredible movie. Like, it's beautifully shot. It looks so good. Mm-hmm. It's so well performed. Yeah. I even was already drawing some kind of metaphor out of it, but all of that just went out the window. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> all that just got thrown into the dungeon. You know? Uh, oh my god! It seemed like a kind of um, a quirky, almost ghosty, um, in the house kind of, you, you know. Um, monsters gonna take chunks out of your body kind of movie yeah and you know that gets turned on its head and then the characters who are alive get you know turned on their head and then it turns into a completely different movie yeah and i'm struggling to describe it right no i this is gonna be this is a movie that you have to process it's almost not right i mean it's probably hilarious to listen to us try to talk about this but (laughs) it's a movie that you need to reflect on i think before you can speak but yeah that that whole like creature kind of like almost yeah we like gotta go through this let's go chronologically let's start yeah beginning. but even like at that point like i thought oh this is a movie that on paper i would think would be super cheesy and um yeah i can see like being just either a generic kind of studio horror or just a uh, kind of low budget horror that didn't turn out that good but it's done so so well and it was yeah. so compelling so at first um we're getting this like um girl escapes from torture house mm-hmm. grows up goes back for revenge and then we've got what feels like an almost supernatural. Now she's being followed by this presence who, yeah, you know, and even that, that revenge segment is great. You're just with that family. Yeah. Wow. It's establishing them. It's making them fully rounded, interesting characters. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a wonderful <laughs> breakfast scene. Yeah. I didn't know what that family was all about. What was going to happen there? No idea. Turn, and <laughs> yeah. they get blasted and they get blasted in the style of, if anyone's seen this movie, edge of darkness with Mel uh, Gibson. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a part where someone just kicks in a door and shotgun somebody through the belly. 
Yeah. And that's always a very, I'm, I've seen it twice now, and it's a very <laughs> jarring thing to have happen. And then she mercilessly goes through the house, taking out the rest of them. Yeah. At Kids that point, are not spared. No, no, they are not. They're blasted. And it, I, man, the worst one might have been the the kid sitting in the seat. Right. She's just looking at him, asking how old he is, and then she takes a breath and just blasts him. Yeah. And then she goes up and Xavier Dolan. Yeah, he got blasted. Yeah, just, just a few years before he exploded with his own movies. Jeez, yeah, and gave him all kinds of weird energy for being in this movie. His performance is incredible. Yeah, yeah, There's for being a guy who's about to get killed and just watch his parents get killed. Yeah, he had a, a brief appearance, but it was rough. And then, like, she's just racked by and she's just screaming about, like, how mm-hmm. horrible it is to have killed all these people. And then we start seeing the goddamn monster thing girl uh-huh. just, like, sitting there, like, looks like she's eating, eating them or something. So, so creepy. She's so creepy. Yeah, the way she moved and crawled. And oh, then, yeah. But then she was, like, ravenously violent and, like, will run you down. Oh, like, the just the, the stab, the stabs in this movie were just so visceral. Yeah. They, compared to so many other horror movies like when when the creature was on her back and just dragging the yeah. knife down her back it's all slashes like yes really rending oh. of the flesh oh my god they had they weren't very interested in stabbing and implying violence no 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 subtlety at all not even in the motherfucking slightest did these, they. Ki- these kids must have also known what's going on because that was not a very well concealed passageway it no. was just the cabin doors she found it pretty easily but yeah th- you, you never know. I have no idea what to think about that. Mm-hmm. The kids seem like, I don't know. They seem like a well-adjusted family. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that was that was such a turning moment, too. Like, once the uh, hammer fell through kind of the cabinet a little bit, yeah. then it was just an instant, like, oh, shit, there's someone in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, there was, and that was so bad. That was so bad, and just when she's, like, prying the... The little Helmet bolts thing, out of its head. The bolts out of her head. Her head yeah. Holy it's shit. Screaming and bleeding. And That's it. It's even when you see the creature, you kind of it, and it's not a creature, it's a human. It's a person. But you interpret it as a creature because you're not aware of the extent of how much women have been tortured in yeah. this world. Yeah, and to make it kind of like um to make a parallel to it. Um it's like they all like sort of manifest their own fears. Mm-hmm. And after this like this a level of torturing you're constantly now possessed with a manifestation of your fears hers was this monster and then the um the captive woman who was downstairs her fear was cockroaches they yeah. said yeah. and that's why she's filleting her arm trying to get them off yeah so she's that's rubbing like her head. a level on the ascent to martyrdom yeah that they weren't able to go past but even even for that punishing it must have been like 30 40 minutes at the it end. was four hours chris where anna is down there we didn't get a moment where she started like hallucinating or seeing her or no we did because she's talking kind of to lucy but that no that no those were same. memories those were memories because she was also speaking in them too with her mouth closed yeah so she was like remembering and and why she was remembering those things is because what they were talking about is at some point in their relationship and it seemed like they had a closer than just friends relationship mm-hmm. like anna maybe loved lucy um romantically is kind of what i was getting really well she tried to kiss her and then uh right at the beginning of the movie when they're all in the in the room with the bodies Mm -hmm. um and she just has this crazy crazy super attachment to her anyway um she's like remembering uh, this one point theoretically in their friendship where lucy's asking anna why she's never scared and Anna's like i didn't go through what you went through yeah and then uh as she is going through what what lucy went through right and she's like in that moment she's sort of like either remembering or taking her own advice is like you got to let go and that's why she becomes like the 
you know. She does let go, yeah. She's the one who's finally able But she to. doesn't seem to hit that phase of the other two of like some kind of terrifying hallucinations. Yeah, and I think that might be like a snag in the process. Yeah, which right. is why the other two couldn't hit that level yes. of martyrdom. That's what I'm saying. To it. Yeah, and to give some kudos to the entirety of the film and like the way that the story progressed, mm-hmm. it's rare to see, not rare, but um, it, it's very satisfying to see one of those like real foggy, like it comes at night kind of like we don't know the whole situation premises. Yeah. And then um, after one huge storytelling incident, they'll explore the very far reaches of the premise. And it's that they're, it isn't just a torture house and this is the result of torture. You know, this is the human consequence. No, it's a very, there's a very particular concept. Yeah, there's a high concept yeah. that they're going for. Yeah. So in that case, it's kind of the opposite if it comes at night because... Yes, that's what I mean. It's like, it's exploring that so fully. It's this very vague premise and we get to like experience the, what's so great about horror when you don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then they fully, fully, fully explain it in the second half, second sort of act, I guess. Absolutely. Um, Which almost like up until that point, I... I enjoyed it more, I think, before they gave. Like, I, I do appreciate, yeah, it's a concept that we're getting told and it's a mm-hmm. really kind of bizarre idea that they're exploring. But up until that point and right before kind of the second act, I thought this was kind of a broad metaphor for domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. That this is something, especially when the the SWAT team, what felt like a SWAT team came in yeah. and cleaned up the situation and reestablished it. I kind of um, took it as yeah okay society as a whole and like the authorities in society are just kind of okay and allowing this thing this abuse that takes place in a society and just and just kind of not not endorsing it but tacitly endorsing it like allowing it to continue Mm -hmm. like it's something that we're not talking about maybe we're talking about it a little more than we were even 10 years ago yeah but it's something that's not addressed and i thought that was kind of the message of this movie and maybe we could still take it to be somewhat the message but definitely transitioned into telling this whole crazy high concept about metaphors the afterlife trying to attain yeah some glimpse of what happens beyond life yeah the i i still take some something from from that metaphor about like you know the abuse thing but like some there's maybe some level of ownership and like um the strength that comes with uh or the implied power that comes with surviving trauma day after day after day yeah that's sort of what what the um the one woman's saying when she explains the process of of you know putting someone in a dark room and whatever it seems i don't know like, yeah there's the, something the whole the whole letting go thing as well and then there's a lot of messages in, in earlier in the movie about a hyper victimization in our culture like self-victimization which is okay. kind of makes it a little more interesting politically yeah. if he's trying to speak down on those kinds of things because it is a male director who's mm-hmm. kind of a male writer and director who's coming yes. up with this um yeah, definitely things to chew on. I'm very curious oh, to read what people have, that's what conclusions they've drawn. That's what comes next. For we're talking, for we're me. speaking out loud. Yeah, trying we're, to get we're, them, Yeah, we're again, we're ho- doing what we do. Hopefully people are laughing their asses off at us. Like, <laughs> oh, look at them. They just saw martyrs. Oh my God. Um, just seeing humans completely skinned. That was insane. Fucking insane that they did that. That's mm-hmm. probably the part that got me the most. Holy Not like shit, dude. scary or anything. I'm like, what else will they do to this person? Holy <sighs> fucking shit. But one thing I'll say um, is that I loved, I fucking loved that ending. Is that like if you if you do zoom out a little bit and you look at this whole harrowing fucking experience of a movie, mm-hmm. and like it it's got all its you know this crazy long hor- um, torture yeah that that goes on, um, and they they tell this this concept grows from this these dark little seeds that scare you into this like fully realized 
there's no way out for you. You know, you are going to go through the worst that you can possibly go through and, and, and nothing's going to save you. Yeah. And that does happen. It's as bad. They, they don't, there's no subtlety. They show everything on screen and all of it is to get a taste. All these old rich people that really reminded me of old get out. rich white. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause it was just a bunch of old richies yeah. trying to figure out what happens next. How yeah. do we deal with our mortality through yeah. cash? Yeah. Through cash. <laughs> and it's like, it's the same, like it's an established sort of like business with this, like yeah. little culture of well, old rich. Right. People. When they started pouring the house, get out of get yeah. out came to mind yeah. as well. Um, and then all of it culminates to when they finally achieve their, their goal, when they finally get it and, and she whispers into her ear, She's like, do you know what happens? Because I do. Blam. She blows off her head. Yeah. She's like, keep doubting. Yeah. Fucking, uh, to me, that was like the best. I'm like, you motherfuckers, like, finally got a peek into the abyss and it, none of it has been justified and you're all just... All this has been in vain. In worse than vain. Like, carry that around with you. Nope. I'm going to shoot myself right now. To me, that just makes that whole second act in vain. Like, I just, it's not enough to justify all, like, watching just that whole insane, just nonstop sequence of Anna getting the crap just beaten out of her the life beaten out of her nope. over and yep. over and over again <laughs> i know i i agree in that i can't justify this movie in any way nothing happened to the point well good at least that happened there's yeah. nothing there's nothing at all that any of it's good i guess the one um, i i still like i do like a lot of it especially that first act like i'm i was I, so impressed and was this shot on film like it looks so it looks it so looks, particular yeah it does it looks like kind of old yeah you know, like in a in a positive way like it Mm -hmm. it's got that feel to it yeah but it's very very polished and clean and everything looks basically perfect but Mm -hmm. there's something yeah maybe it is that it's film it's got this older like look to it yeah the color i I like the colors mm -hmm. palette of it too yeah Yeah. Um, it kind of reminded me of they in the way that it looked or them them yeah yeah um yeah yeah okay totally Mm -hmm. it did and that that might be yeah they're both french films around the same time but it did it did remind me of that one but um so i go back i do I, I enjoyed it top to bottom and I'm saying like nothing good came out of it in that like there is no positive to take story-wise okay. to any of the characters. Story-wise. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no nothing good. Nothing good occurred in this movie for anyone with the one potential exception of it, looking back when she hammer bashed um, that woman to death because that was do you yeah, remember the that? mom? Yeah, the mom. Right. Because theoretically, yeah, she's the one who did it. She is the one who broke her leg in that like flashback. Broke right. her ankle. Right. That was her. Mm-hmm. So she did deserve her comeuppance. Mm-hmm. She got it, I guess. It was something like weirdly unsatisfying because like the girl who had been tortured, Lucy. Yeah. Um, she was like we're I guess supposed to root for her in a way, but she was um very disturbed, mm-hmm. you know, and just very murderous and I, I didn't even know what to think of that character. Um yeah, following I just, her along in the beginning of the movie. I empathize because clearly she had had this insane trauma mm-hmm. that is still following her around in the shape of seeing yeah. this you know the woman that she saw and left behind mm-hmm. that's her chase her around yeah yeah and she interprets that the whole time as i just need to kill the people who did this to us and then she'll be at peace and she yeah. kind of was but then at the same time still the image of her in her mind cut her throats and yeah or cut her wrists in like a real graphic way another like insanely cringy moment from to like the shoulder yeah, yep. that was fucked. That should have killed her. Like, Absolutely. The yeah. amount of blood that would have poured out of... It was like very little. Yeah, then but... smashed her head, ran out, and throat. Cut her throat, yeah. That was bad. She went down bad. Mm-hmm. And then her, like, Anna is just like the most well-meaning, good... Like, in, uh, yeah. In yeah. a way, I guess. Like, Even as a kid, right? She's the one in that house or home who's like gravitating towards Lucy and being, yeah. like trying to make a connection and... 
Yeah, and at first I thought that was because like she was talking to like the doctor or whoever was in charge of that place. Yeah, and he's saying like you need to talk to her and you need to get information from her for us mm-hmm. so we can help get the bad people who did this to her. Right. So she was like sort of like the spy, you know. Yeah, but um, then when you consider the whole ending half, it almost seems more like oh, Lucy is or Anna is actually this incredible selfless person, and that's what allows her to achieve that martyrdom level yeah. too, perhaps, and see yeah, afterlife. Which is like, so horrible. Looks like a Her. DMT trip of sorts. So, if she saw the afterlife, and then she shot herself, mm-hmm. what does that mean? That it was so horrible, so horrible, or such an absence? Like it was just, it was just such nothing. And then, well, that, then, but I mean, she is like by shooting herself. That's like, that's the I interpret that as like you know, calling it a day. I'm done. I think that's definitely the point of the movie to interpret and to like. Yeah, but to if, really try to understand, you know, and wrestle with. If the I don't concept, think it's so clear. Yeah, sure, I'm sure it's not totally perfectly Dave level clear. But um, <laughs> if the concept that after you die, it's terrible, and she just sent herself there. Um, the the I think maybe yeah. If it was so terrible, she wouldn't send herself there. If mm-hmm. it was so incredible and amazing then I think she wouldn't have killed herself. I think she would have come down and like really expressed to everyone, sure. guys, yeah, I yeah. got the news. Our research hasn't been in vain. Yeah. But the research must have been in vain to some extent for her to be like, this was all pointless. Why did we even uh, okay. bother? So mm-hmm. I imagine it can't be so bad that um, she wouldn't that she wouldn't want or else she wouldn't want to kill herself, right? She'd be terrified of the afterlife and try to stay alive or it's, something. It's got to be bad, but so bad that it's made the research and everything they did mm-hmm. that I can't be in the world anymore. I, it's not justified and everything we did is yeah fucking terrible yeah okay yeah but it's yeah it's so weird to still combine that with some kind of weird nirvana like bliss that allows you to get there so maybe yeah you need to have that selfless martyrdom <laughs> status to peek beyond the curtain and see what happens in the afterlife mm-hmm. yeah but oh there's nothing really that great there so this was all for nothing and we've tortured so many young women yes just to to really get no big <laughs> yeah this is one of those movies i remember professing uh, about strangers mm-hmm. um episodes and episodes ago many moons ago long about, time ago about how when we were young men <laughs> before we'd <laughs> seen what we've seen before we had double digits <laughs> before fucking martyrs um oh my and God. i said that um i really loved how hopeless and you know how all for naught and bad the ending was mm-hmm. you know i really love that Holds a little less true. Like the logic doesn't follow through for every movie that does that. I guess not. I guess there must be good bleak and bad bleak, oh. and bleak bleak, <laughs> or or like pleasing bleak and bleak, very torturous bleak. Yeah, this was a torturous bleak for sure. Yeah, I didn't feel good at the end of it. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sad. But I did like even when when Lucy shows up and is killing them and they're dealing with the bodies and all that. I loved that house with blood mm. splattered everywhere. I loved yeah. the carnage, the bodies. Like that was a very exciting place to be yes, it at was. the start. It was not where we ended up at the movie. No, <laughs> it was not what happened at the end there. Oh my god. No, I wonder if we could cut that. In such I don't think a way. I've seen. I don't think I know anyone who's like close to me who's watched this movie. Otherwise, they would have Warned talked you. about this in detail. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I I don't know. The, this is definitely one, like you said, we need to chew on 
I'm sure we'll come back to I, it. Yeah. Uh, Cause this is, <laughs> it's just taken over my brain right now. This is, this is definitely a first for Texas Chris Dave. So we're just like both you, of us. This is what just, I expected from antichrist. Yeah. To some extent. And we kind of laughed and like, it was fucked, but you know, yeah, had it a had good its time. fucked moments, but it did not like really get inside my brain and <laughs> disturb no. me like this one did. Yeah. This at is all, this is definitely the most disturbing thing I've seen on this podcast, but this is kind of what, like when we watch horror movies, we're we're kind of rolling the dice with this. Like we kind of part of us wants to be disturbed, you know. Yeah. Part of us wants to see the most disturbing thing to be like, well, how how bad can it be, and what does it mean to truly be disturbed? <laughs> and this was that experience. I almost like what I was saying with strangers, though. What like w- with what you're talking about is that's a bite that was enough, or, or that was a bite that was small enough for me to chew. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This time I bit off more. Yeah. In it's terms like, of, oh, that, you want something disturbing? Here, yeah. have have like a tiny little. Here's some strangers. Yeah. Um, um, um. Oh, that was great. Here's a little slider of bleakness. Take it. And you're like, oh man, wow. As if they did that. Like, that's real dark. Wow. This is like a whole giant ass burger of bleakness (laughs) where you can't finish it. It cannot be finished. Um, Yeah, that was a huge mistake. Huge mistake. We should never watch that movie. And I mean, we even, it was, we were watching a stream that paused a few times, which gave us a few seconds to breathe. That became helpful. Very appreciated. The fucking lag in the the video became so helpful. We, We took a little break to go to the bathroom at one point and we're watching on a small screen can you imagine seeing this in theaters where you're not leaving in the dark giant screen like holy shit Uh, i would have (laughs) left that was oh my god that was harrowing man holy shit (laughs) i'm so messed up from that dude it's like hard to think straight yeah it's i just keep thinking about just like moments where not necessarily an image from the screen but a feeling in my own guts like tightening you know that's it it was like and yeah the images were insanely disturbing but there was that amount of disturbing and then just how the concepts and what was happening just really like would get like this got yeah. under my skin so much to the point where yeah. it really really shook me to my core yeah yeah dude <laughs> um okay i want to wow. talk about uh hold up let me just because there was on this topic of disturbing stuff yeah. mother you haven't seen it yet i've watched it once okay maybe we'll do it i think we should do it again because it's everyone's it's got everyone talking okay. a lot of people are responding really badly to it and i have a lot of thoughts on that but there is some very disturbing things that happen in mother too um which are like things that are more disturbing than I've probably seen in any other movie, but they still don't hold a candle to what happened in this movie. <laughs> Holy shit. You heard it here first. Mother? No. Try Martyrs. Yeah. And I don't think the point of Mother is to disturb. I think Martyrs is like, we're going to really That's fuck up an gonna... audience. Mm-hmm. I mean, if this is the if this is what is meant by the extremity in new French extremity movies, then wow. Yeah, I don't know what it means. anything means. Um, but now nothing like this broke really broke our brains in mm-hmm. a certain way. And now I wonder if other movies in that category released at that time under that banner of new French extremity, I, I bet they wouldn't be as potent if this, yeah. this had such an effect on us, you know, now that we're getting a, a taste, you mean like yeah. we couldn't go back. Um, hmm. Well, no, I think we, we still could and we should, I think we should try cause it's a significant movement in horror yeah. history and we should watch some other ones. But I wonder now if it will be as disturbing. Like oh, if, okay. if yeah, the gore yeah. that we see, especially if it's stylistically similar. Well, it, if, if we've kind of broken the ice for ourselves by watching Martyrs. Well, um, yeah. If um, if Raw is a callback to mm. French extremity, then yeah. I can handle that easy. You're right. Raw is like a cakewalk <laughs> compared to this. Nothing. Nothing. You see, <sighs> you see Anna get like just 
punched in the face, beat up for like the sixth mm. time. And you just like want to throw your hands in the air. Like fucking fine. You win movie. You win. Just stop. It's so punishing. And yeah. the fact that he just, the choices made with the movie were this was the same kind of fade to black and then come back to light over and over again. Like a scene's over and you're like, okay, we can move on. Nope. Another the round down of beating. comes the ladder. Nope. And then just like over and yeah. over. And, and I think that's, like they're really trying to let's really fuck with the audience. Let's really make them go through, you know, yeah. psychologically or conceptually what the character is going through. Yeah, the day after day it was it, now that it's over and that they showed sort of the same thing yeah. and her like her hair getting shorter and her like face getting more and more beat up and oh, her like more like can like just giving up and letting the green goo go in her mouth and just fuck it, whatever. Oh. Um that that was really important for that day after day after day torture feel i guess i fucking guess let's go back to a happier time in the film right at the beginning mm-hmm. when um the two girls were in their bedroom and yep. she puts the chair in the way of the door yeah that was okay so that was like a creepy like haunted housey great. feeling great scene and then when you first see the other like the manifestation of the other woman on the bed and just that kind of, like, was, cracking what was an eye. that's what i was getting to yeah yeah is, first you like you see little hints of movement you hear things she mm-hmm. looks over the side of the bed those legs scuttle underneath yeah you're like fuck okay and then she goes under the blankets she peers out and it's just on at the foot of the bed and that reminded me of amateur night from um VHS. oh yeah yeah the, nice. just the way that she's like staring just like when she was at the top of the right 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 because like the camera comes back on yeah her. it's so scary um no, was, that, that was wonderful and then she just jumps at her like it's uh-huh. not just a creepy moment she's like trying to kill her but yeah, yeah it's try- her trying to get herself which is awesome yeah. um and the contortionist who played that character is just incredible like, awesome when she was around the bathtub that's what, the beginning what i was gonna say next that, yeah go for it is yeah she's behind the bathtub and like um yeah she she just keeps getting herself stuck in rooms you know <laughs> <laughs> so she's like in the bathroom just like cowering in the corner and this thing has got the um the straight razor yeah and it's behind the tub on the ground like all like half rolled over on its back just like growling at her and mm-hmm. like doing these quick, super fast like movements and got his one arm and its leg over just the like side of the tub. cranking the one arm and then yeah. the leg, like you're rock climbing or something. Yeah, it was just a, the way it l- was always laying in these weird contorted positions. Yeah. at the top of the stairs too. Yeah. And that beautiful, again, beautiful French home. Great home. I loved it. Yeah, um, and I also love what you said. Is like just almost immediately it was painted with blood and mm-hmm. bodies. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, it looked a little Tarantino-y at some points, just like how like you had some kind of clear white backlit walls and panels that like had nice blood splattered on it yeah. also um the beyond remember that whole zombie scene at the end in the hospital yeah, yeah it's yeah. like that a lot of like clear bright images with just beautiful blood, blood. Splattered. yeah 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 that did seem like like oh, that scene in the beyond so uh, much blood so much blood mm-hmm, a ton and just like blood coming out of like two characters <laughs> like it was <sighs> just mostly those two girls who suffered so bad in this movie um well, and, to, and then um one other thing that was cool just while we we're talking yeah, about please. the the her manifestation of that woman the creature mm-hmm. um early before we'd gotten like a great look at it i guess we saw it on the bed but like um it was dark and so she walks around the corner like after she's killed them all and i think made the phone call mm-hmm. she like walks around and it's just like hunched over one of them yeah and that's terrifying and then there's like it chases her throughout the house and the camera is constantly getting like little images of its legs and its arms yeah and like its skin and you can tell it's monstrous no it was a wonderful like slowly revealing the creature until we could see it fully on screen yeah although at the same time it was chasing her and throwing her against walls and slashing her back with a straight razor yeah but the camera would never like fully look at it yeah it was perfect it was so fucking good that is like top tier 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, in, I know this this movie isn't a creature movie, but that like really inspires me for like creature. No, stuff. that's a plus. How to do a creature movie? Hell, right, yes. for sure, it was awesome. That Loved part, it. that part really stands out to me. Yeah, that part those parts, I guess. Um, no, totally. And you you're with it that whole time. You're like, okay, clearly this is like you know yeah. that kind of the trope of the ghosty who needs to be appeased or Did, never need to. Yeah, man, you could like, um, cut before she goes downstairs like before she finds the the downstairs bunker and yeah. stuff you cut the movie there just fade to black and put a card like a an epilogue card on it and say like mm. you know as much as i hate those but yeah i, I know i totally agree you could like, you I'm could so- i was ready for the thing to wrap up at that point yeah and then it took it to that next level or that next lower movie. ring of hell <laughs> yeah yeah just that it's a whole movie on its own yeah yeah and even up to that point like it would have it would have been somewhat cliche to to end with that with like oh the creature is just a ghost that we need to appease and then once we do the revenge then it's okay like i'm glad it was more than that but i'm not necessarily thankful that it went to the insane level that it did go yeah but by all means i mean if i listened to this podcast i was talking about it i would just want to watch this movie i'd be like what the fuck could that possibly be i need to experience that scaredy cats don't watch this movie (laughs) (laughs) it's really good if you if it's, you yeah if you get if you're worried about being disturbed by a film yeah then I would stay away from it but if you're like us and you you're curious you <laughs> fucking hate yourself you hate yourself means. but you just need you need to know and you need to see it and experience it yeah. so I'm very grateful for this experience because very rarely <laughs> do movies truly really fuck me up like this um, but at the same time it's insane getting fucked up like that from a movie yeah. And, yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. I, just like the just to see those bodies just completely skinned, except for the face. Yeah. Like a living person who was a character that alive. we, a character not only that we followed throughout the whole movie, but a character who uniquely showed the only compassion in the movie, mm-hmm. except for kind of near the end that blonde mm-hmm. woman did. Yeah, the um, best, char- who, the least deserving of anything. Yeah, close to this extent. Yeah, but because of her, her, you know, supreme, undeniable goodness probably led to her ability. It was necessary. It's necessary, but God diggity damn, as a human being watching a film, it's punishing. (laughs) It is punishing to watch that happen to such an undeniably good person who finds this poor, restrained captive in the in the cellar and brings her up and cleans her and gets that shit off her. Yep. (laughs) Chris is just (laughs) shivering again. Oh, it's just it was so painful because this. This woman who had been down there for so long, whatever, was like clinging to her, like yeah. kind of being like, Are, "Is this safe? Is this okay?" And then like just taking the thing off, and then she freaks out because of the light, so she puts the blanket over her head. Yeah, but just rest and just for, to be in that tub, and she didn't even know where to start cleaning her up. Like she had yeah. the, the saline was, on the gauze, and she looks just, and she's like, "Every inch of this body is cut up completely." Yeah, it's just gashed to pieces yeah. and needs attention. She's like, "I can't help you." Yeah. yeah. Oh. And then, yeah, you're right, dude. Some of the worst parts about that is just like that shaky, blind, captive, you know, yeah. remnants of a person. How just, broken. How broken they were. And just was. so scared to like put their foot over, like in the tub, she got all terrified in the water. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's okay. It's okay. And that in of itself is so hard to watch. Yeah. And even just like the small details of the hair being shaved in the spot in order to clamp this thing down on mm. her forehead. And then when the th- forehead thing came off, it's all kind of like goopy and bloody because it's been embedded in there and just P- pulls off the skin that's attached to it now. Oh, like, yeah. And then, yeah. And then she fucking completely loses it. Like yeah. immediately after she's like kind of free, the demons creep up in her head and she's covered in cockroaches. Yeah. What can she do at that point? Cut Not off your, cut them off your arm and then rub your head against the wall. Not Get a lot. Shot. <laughs> but what we can do is 
uh, talk about something else, maybe a little bit and on a little bit of a lighter note. Um, you brought up Amateur Night, so I thought maybe we should talk about David Bruckner's other film that we went and saw at TIFF. Thank fucking God for you, Chris Vandenberg. <laughs> so TIFF happened a few weeks ago here in Toronto, and we checked out a couple horror movies. Um, one of which, this David Bruckner one, The Ritual, has been picked up by Netflix. It has? It has. So it's going to be on Netflix in, I think, a couple months or something like that. Man, uh, we couldn't hear it, but the audience all just applauded. Yeah. I'm sure. They on loved their, it. On their bus ride to work. <laughs> They're <laughs> like, clapping. Yes, we get to see yes, it. He, so it, it's going to be out there for you, Scaredy Cats. Yeah. The if you ritual. were fans of Amateur Night like us, this is that's the sequ- That's the uh, short film from the first VHS. With, with a succubus. With a succubus. Um, then you should definitely check out his feature full-length debut, The Ritual. Yeah, um, it was really good. Let me add too: this uh, Netflix bought it for four point five million, which is the third biggest deal uh, for a movie made at TIFF. So, out of the whole Whoa. festival, um, this was the third most money paid for a movie. Two other films got paid five million, and they're like big Oscar ones. Yeah, like it might be Battle of the Sexes and I Tanya or something like that. But regardless, horror well, movie is competitive right. at horror fest That's, at film festivals. Absolutely, and what's great about that too is um, we we got to also sit in for a Q and A. Yeah, um, David was, Bruckner was there. David Bruckner, um, the writer, and I'm so sorry for forgetting these names. The composer the and the composer were there, and um, of course, somebody asked the budget question, mm-hmm. and the answer was hilariously um, less than you think. Yeah, which is great that then they ended up with some bank. They sold it for four point five, so I think they did pretty good. I think so. so. I think this hopefully is Hopefully we news. get more David Bruckner films. And I think once you guys see the movie again, it's called The Ritual. Mm-hmm. You're going to totally agree. It is awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's fun. It's unique. I think I think we will want to rewatch it and do a fern app. Awesome. That'd be right? great. Don't you th- would you want to rewatch that one and 100 talk about it? 100 fucking percent. All right. So at this point we'll just say that it's really good. Um yeah. Okay. I think we can just recap it off of that. But we'll then you, we saw another one as well. Veronica. And there are two Veronicas that came out or that are coming out this year in 2017. So we want to clarify that the Veronica that we saw was the one from the director of Wreck, the Wreck series. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What was his name? No, I don't know. (laughs) I didn't have it prepared either. Uh, He's great. And uh, that was a lot of fun too. It was. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like a teenage girl who mostly had to take care of her younger siblings. Mm -hmm. Who are hilarious. Who are really funny. And she displays with a Ouija board and then deals with the consequences. Mm-hmm. Of which there are many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, make, it makes for a fun watch. Yeah. It's definitely a good time. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Two for two out of the ones that we checked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you didn't do any more than that. Um, yeah. I saw other ones, but only one other horror film that I didn't care for that much. So mm-hmm. why talk about it? Yeah. Why bring it up? Why bring it up? Well, to warn the scaredy cats, maybe. The other, like the non-horror ones that I saw was Downsizing, which I didn't like that much. Mm-hmm. It's a new Alexander Payne one where Matt Damon shrinks. And watching this movie, I think, finally made me realize I don't really like Matt Damon. Like, I don't need to see him on screen. Okay. Did you like The Martian? Um, I thought it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's a, I mean, like like we've said, space movies were there. Yeah. We're, we're going to watch it and eat it up. So it didn't blow my mind, but I did. I did have fun watching it. Good popcorn movie. There you go. Yeah. I agree yeah. with that. And then the other one was Three Billboards, which is the new Martin McDonough one. The guy who did In Bruges, Seven Psychopaths. How did that do at TIFF? Loved it. Yeah. I loved it. And it did quite well at TIFF. I'm happy that it won the Audience Choice Award. Mm -hmm. And I hope it just sweeps the Oscars because it's just an amazing film. I can't wait to see that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's lovely. It's it's just, it was so refreshing how good it was. Like you walk, I walked out of that and I'm like, man, good movies are just so like really, really good movies are so rare. And it's so exciting when you do get to watch one. Yeah. And I'm sure it'll sweep. I'm hoping it gets all the awards. Awesome. 
Can't yeah. wait. Can't wait for that. Keep your eyes open, Scaredy Cats. It'll be in theaters soon, I'm sure. Okay, Instagram comments. That's the thing, right? Instagram <laughs> comments. I love when you do that. It was actually it's in my head every time I think about Instagram comments. Instagram comments. So on our it episode, uh, Giggly Gay Guy says obsessed and definitely going to see it again. Listen to the cast. I think the 27 year cycle has something to do with Saturn. If you guys Google some astrology stuff and Dave, I did notice the eyes of the pharmacist's daughter as well. Mm-hmm. And Dave, you've seen it three times total now. Three. I've yeah. Seen it three times. Yeah. So the pharmacist's daughter, are her eyes like the same yellow as Pennywise? No, no, they're blue and it, it, well, they're like a, but it's meant to be shot like a parallel. I don't know. I don't know exactly how to describe it, but the way that her eyes look and the amount of white and mm-hmm. the, the compared to the blue of the first Pennywise we see um, before he goes yellow eyed and kills Georgie. Yeah. They they look so similar and she's got the same like cheeks. I think that's like part of it too. She's got like right. that sort of baby face cheek. I remember it's a pretty zoomed in shot it's too. Like, very, very close. fills up the screen. She's chewing gum. She's looking down as she's signing his cast and then she like her eyes just look up. And right. she just it just looks like Pen- Pennywise's eyes looking out of the sewer. Yeah. And I don't know if there's anything there. And yeah. it just may be the way that they're shooting eye. It would make sense faces. to me. It would make sense to me that the director's trying to like shoot her eyes because she's also like a force to be feared. Yeah. Right? This older bully girl. Yeah, she's one of the bad ones. Yeah. yeah. So I can totally see that being a conscious decision. That actress actually is the older daughter from Mama. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool, right? Yeah, I guess. Like four years <laughs> later, so it's hard to like, yeah, even make that connection. Yeah, she looks so different. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But uh, okay, no, I found cool. that on one of many IMDb wormholes. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but I've, I've seen it twice. Dave's seen it three times. Three fucking times. I loved it. Um, note, note a cool thing um, that I noticed mm-hmm. in this viewing um, is uh, everybody probably noticed this except for me, but when they finally go back to that the house where Pennywise is on Ebolt Street um, for the final time, mm-hmm. they all go back. Um, Henry is waiting there for them after he's just killed his father. And what's interesting about that, that is like you just see his his blue Trans Am as they like as the shot pans of the house. Like uh-huh. it's a very very quick shot, and he's clearly sitting in the car. And then all their bikes pull up and they go into the house. Ah. Um, that's what happens. So Henry's waiting there, but he doesn't know they're going there. You know what I mean? So he's like he has no clue that that's what they're doing. So he's like, ah, interesting. Yeah. What what brings Henry there? Pennywise. I think Pennywise is bringing him along. Well, that's the last thing he sees before he shows up is the kill them all, kill them all, the thing on the TV. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he must have been sent there. Cool, you know? yeah. And he's just full-on murder. He's there to kill them. So he's like a full-on Pennywise like nice. pawn at this point. I like it. Yeah, that that was satisfying for me on this watch. Yeah. On my third watch where I'm still looking for clues. I wonder if they kill things. them all. Yeah, I wonder if there was some other link too, like a deleted scene to bring him over there specifically yeah, like wonder- a red balloon going down the road that he has to chase yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the, he's sitting there waiting so he didn't even right. follow them like that's what's so fucking great about that yeah i would i would ask oh maybe this is something that's in the book that the book would like even make more clear maybe but i've heard that um this isn't actually as close an adaptation of the book as even the original miniseries was yeah, the original miniseries was closer in a lot of ways i've watched so many videos about you've really you've done you've diving deep into the yeah online it information yeah and community. i've been like listening to i would highly recommend people do this just listen to um i believe it's ideas of ice and fire is the youtube page mm-hmm. uh, and the guy just um he does a lot of game of thrones stuff but he reads passages from big pop culture books and it has been his most recent push and there's like five or six videos oh my gosh but he's just reading like eight minute inserts of things about 
about the clown or things from the book exactly like this is how it feeds this is what it's afraid of this is its death in the book wow great he's a great narrator and it's it's great you should so it's great, it especially if you don't have time to read the 1100 page tome then it, it might be a nice way to get a little more in touch with the source material it will make you have to read the book because of how good these passages are mm. yeah. are you reading the book now i don't have it yet but i will 100 percent. 100 percent. i'm reading it nice yeah get a get a library card there's i'm in <laughs> i'm in hold for the book at the library right now and when I set, when I placed a hold on it, there was um, like a hundred holds and fifty-five copies. And last I checked, now there's like three hundred holds. I mean, everyone, Whoa. everyone in the city is just. I want to read the book now. How can you not? You can also do the audiobook too. You're a commuter. Yeah, that might be a good way. Apparently, Stephen Weber, who plays Jack in the uh, '90s TV adaptation of The Shining, apparently mm-hmm. he reads. Oh, the, cool. The audiobook, yeah. Cool. People have been raving about it. Yeah, I might do that. I might even just like head down to Guelph or Rockwood and use one of those little small town libraries. Nice. See if I can get. A oh, copy jump there. ahead of the queue. Yeah, I think so. Nice. That's gonna be my strategy. Go for it. Or I'm gonna buy it because it's really, it seems really good. Yeah, and I'm excited to do um, another Stephen King movie um, next week or the week after. Which one are we doing? Gerald's Game. Gerald's. Fuck. Of course. Right. We're going to the theatre. No, we're seeing here. It's a Wait. Netflix movie. It's being released on Netflix. Oh shit lovely right that's even fucking better i know so i mean i love what how netflix has just kind of taken mike flanagan and under their wing and just been like we're just going to release mike flanagan movies they own us now they They own him him. (laughs) they and same with now david bruckner hopefully he'll release a bunch of ones with him Mm -hmm. they've been releasing all sean burns movies so i think netflix is doing a great job with curating certain horror movies and it might even be like a defensive move at this point against services like shutter oh okay Right? If yeah, they pay yeah, David yeah. Bruckner 4.5 million, Shudder is like, well, that's our entire budget for three years. <laughs> yeah, damn. <laughs> 3.5 million. Man, we can make 50 movies for that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Okay. And on our Demons post, we have a comment here from Dead Real Reviews. I uh, love this movie. Yeah. Us too. Yeah. Heck yeah. Demons is the greatest. I can't wait to see the sequel. Me too. Yeah. Let's watch that soon. Maybe that'll be the one on my. Hashtag 10 days of horror that perfect. we watch for an episode. Oh, how perfect is that? I'd love that. Let's do it. Great. I'm in. I'm in. Great. I love it. And that one's also starring Ozzy Argento mm-hmm. from the movies I brought up at the beginning of this episode. Cool. Full circle. Bring it to the end. Thanks, Giggly Gay Guy and Dead Real Reviews. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much, Scaredy Cats, for listening to another episode of the Text Chris Dave Saw Massacre. I'm Chris Vandenberg. And I'm David Stoneborough. And as always... Chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns. Holy shit, chaos reigns. Fuck, man. We're going to try to see you guys next time, but, you know. If we even want to watch another horror movie ever again. (laughs) 